28-year-old Arlene McLean disappears without a trace in early September 1999. She leaves her family home in Eastern Passage, Nova Scotia, with the clothes on her back and a purse, along with the family vehicle at around 8.30 p.m. She was never seen again. This is Cold Canada, Episode 3, The Disappearance of Arlie McLean. Originally, when I started this podcast, I was only going to do cold case homicides, but this case really struck close to home, and I felt it was necessary for me to bring some new focus to it. Eastern Passage is my hometown. I grew up and went to school here. Knowing a woman vanished into thin air when I was a child is so scary to me. Her son is just one year younger than I am. This could have been one of my parents, so I'm really curious about what happened to her and why police have no clues on her disappearance. Currently, there are 73 major crimes that are unsolved in the province of Nova Scotia. This includes missing persons as well as homicides. According to a 2018 Stats Canada report, over 32,000 people are missing nationwide. 341 of those are in Nova Scotia. Arlene McLean is one of them. She went missing from her home 21 years ago on September 8, 1999. There is virtually zero insight on where she went or what exactly happened to her. Not only did she go missing, but her 1993 peacock green Hyundai Elantra also vanished without a trace. It would have been difficult enough to disappear without leaving behind any clues, never mind a person and a vehicle. Police suspected foul play, but why? Maybe Arlene just wanted to get away, was sick of her life, and wanted a fresh start. Maybe it was suicide. According to her friends and family, Arlene was a happy woman and would never leave her 8-year-old son behind, no matter the situation. Considered a part of the Halifax Regional Municipality, Eastern Passage is a small suburban community, historically tied to the fishing industry, and known for its tourist attractions, Fisherman's Cove. It's a rural area just outside of Dartmouth and about 20 minutes outside of Halifax, which is the province capital city. In 1999, the population of Nova Scotia was approximately 909,000. The population of Eastern Passage at that time was approximately 10,000. It has since grown. Arlene McLean and her common-law spouse Cliff Hall lived on Melrose Place in a neighborhood known as Briarwood. With them lived their 8-year-old son Kevin, who would have been entering into grade 3 at the time Arlene went missing. Arlene worked as a babysitter out of her home so that she could be home with Kevin. On the evening of Arlene's disappearance, her and Cliff had a bit of an argument. According to a news article, Cliff said that he thought they may split up. He recalls they had a disagreement, and after the fight, Arlene took a phone call. The phone call was reported as from a good friend and neighbor. It wasn't identified or released to the public the name of the person who was on the other end of the phone. A few minutes after the short phone call ended, Arlene put Kevin to bed and told Cliff she was going for a drive to think things over. This all seemed normal. She just needed to go and clear her head. She grabbed her purse and her keys and took the family vehicle the 1993 peacock green Hyundai Elantra, as I mentioned earlier, and left. That was the last time she and the vehicle were ever seen again. The following morning, September 9th, 1999, Cliff said he awoke after falling asleep on the couch to find Arlene hadn't come home the night before. He reported he fell asleep watching TV around 9pm, and he expected her to be back by around 10pm. He reports this was extremely out of character for her spouse to not come home all night without calling. 
Kevin tells his dad he saw their car leaving the driveway at about 1 a.m. He calls police that day and reports her missing. The police could never confirm the timeline Kevin provided them. The family lived in a suburban area with no CCTV around and no one living on the street could ID the vehicle leaving the driveway at that time. Police started their investigation almost immediately. They interviewed friends and neighbors, but no one had spotted Arlene the night before leaving the home or knew her whereabouts. They searched wooded areas surrounding the community. Eastern Passage and surrounding areas are littered with bodies of water. Thinking she or the vehicle was maybe dumped in one of those bodies of water, they were all searched thoroughly. Those searches turned up empty. This was a mystery to police. No one had seen her that night, and Arlene and the car have seemingly disappeared into thin air. In the days following her disappearance, there was no activity on her bank account. To this day, there hasn't been any transactions associated with her bank account or credit card, which leads police to deem her disappearance as suspicious and that foul play was most likely involved. Arlene was last seen by her partner, Cliff. He reports she was wearing spandex-type bike shorts with gray sweatpants over top with a long t-shirt and a black purse with a strap. The only piece of jewelry she had on was her engagement ring, which was a cluster style with a few diamonds missing out of it. She was described as 5'2", 135 pounds, brown eyes and hair, and a fair complexion. None of her belongings, including the ring, were ever recovered. At the time, the news of Arlene's disappearance wasn't widespread. I even told my mom about this case as we lived nearby at the time, and she had no idea a woman from our community went missing. It made local news, but that was about as far as it got, unlike today's missing persons cases who get nationwide coverage. Cliff reported that he spent countless hours driving around looking for Arlene in a car he borrowed from a friend, and put up posters anywhere he could. He even mailed into America's Most Wanted with her story, but all he got in return was a thank you letter. Unfortunately, the story was never broadcasted. Despite efforts from her family and police, there were no clues leading to the whereabouts of Arlene. The case went cold. 21 years later, and the 93 Elantra still has not been located. There has been no new evidence on the case and Arlene still remains missing. Upon researching this case, I stumbled across a couple of theories on Reddit as to what happened to Arlene. Just as a reminder, these are strictly theories from others who have looked into the case, not allegations. The link to the article will be in the episode notes. So theory number one, Arlene drove her and the vehicle into a deep body of water either by accident or on purpose. Remember, although police deeply searched into the water in the surrounding area, Eastern Passage and Halifax have multiple access points to the Atlantic Ocean. It would have had to have been timed and deliberate, in my opinion, to completely disappear with a vehicle into the ocean. And what reason would she have for doing this? There isn't enough backstory to really consider suicide. Theory number two. Arlene left for a fresh start. She was fed up with home, she was still young, and wanted a fresh start. At first glance, it seems like this could be likely, but after all these years, no one has spotted her anywhere. She didn't take any belongings with her, her bank account remains inactive, and with only the clothes on her back and her purse, doesn't really add up to her just running away. Also, friends and family bragged about how devoted of a mother she was. It would have been hard to believe she would just up and leave without her son in tow. 
theory number three, and probably the most popular one. Her common-law spouse, Cliff, murdered her. As in a lot of cases, the spouse is the number one suspect. He was the last one to see her, and they did have a fight and thought they were going to separate after many years of being together. This could have been motive enough for him to snap. Who's to say he didn't follow her, or that the vehicle Kevin saw leaving at 1am was actually Cliff going to dump the car? Again, all speculation, there's been no solid evidence to suggest this. Theory number four, and another unlikely theory that has floated around, is she was kidnapped the night she left the home and went for a drive. Either she was followed by someone, or was at the wrong place at the wrong time. This is highly unlikely as the car was never discovered. It's difficult to dump a car without plates showing up somewhere. The license plate is still considered missing, and an entire vehicle and plate is almost impossible to make disappear. The only way this could be plausible is if the car was junked somewhere and the person who kidnapped her still has the plate in their possession. The question of where her body is also remains. No DNA or even clothing has been found over the past 21 years. She literally fell off the face of the earth, which is just mind-blowing to me. Not one single clue has pointed in the direction of what could possibly have happened to her. It is suspected she is dead, but there has been no evidence to support that either. There are better practices in place for missing persons today. Investigations are more thorough and evidence is gathered immediately. It's taken much more seriously than it was 20 plus years ago. We all see on the news if someone goes missing. It goes very public, very quickly. Police know that time is of the essence. If a person isn't found within the first 24 to 48 hours, it's unlikely they'll ever be found. To this day, no one knows where Arlene is or if she is still alive. If you have any information, no matter how small, related to this case, please contact RCMP, Crime Stoppers, or Rewards for Unsolved Major Crimes. This case is part of a program that rewards $150,000 for information leading to an arrest or conviction of persons responsible. All the contact information will be in the episode notes. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this week's episode, please make sure to go rate and review on iTunes. If you haven't already, subscribe to Cole Canada on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. My name is Heather Curran, and this has been Cold Canada, Episode 3.